Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens have set their 53-man roster. I should always say their initial 53-man roster. And I am here with Clifton Brown to break it all down for you. We made our predictions. Our predictions are not very accurate. They were okay. Not bad, but I, I had no confidence I was getting 100. Right. As we said, if we were to enter the Ravens, you pick the team contest. Wouldn't win it. We would not win it at all. Um, so, yeah. we uh, There were some surprises. There were more surprises than we anticipated, obviously, because we our predictions were bad. <laughs> um, so let's start there, Cliff. Uh, what was the most surprising move to you that the Ravens made? There were a few, but picking one, the first one that jumped out is keeping 11 offensive linemen. Yeah. I could have taken 10 shots at predicting a roster. I would never have gone with 11. Yeah, that's very true. Right. I was between 10 and 9. Right. So, yeah, I mean, again, you could have given me 10 chances, <laughs> <laughs> given me some help in some other categories, and I still wouldn't have gotten 100. Kind of like chemistry in high school. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> that's my biggest surprise, 11 offensive line. Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick before I get, get into mine. Um, you know, so the Ravens kept Tristan Cologne, which was the 11th that n- most people did not see coming, right? They mm-hmm. they kept all three of the guards that were battling for the left guard spot, Ben Powers, Ben Cleveland, and Tyree Phillips, all made this team, mm-hmm. right? And there was thought myself included, that maybe the Ravens could trade one of those guys, right? right? Maybe they still could, right? Because right. you look at the Ben Bredesen's, you know, before they've they've traded other offensive line and sure. Max Schofield. They've traded guys over the years. Um, so I thought that could be a route they go, but all three make it plus Cologne. And um, so I guess what was, how do you kind of suss out that situation? Why, why did they keep Cologne? Well, in fairness to us, uh, Saturday when we were speaking about the 53, you know, Ronnie Stanley had just made the announcement that he was coming off, right? you know, PUP, and we're all thinking he'll be at practice Monday. Right. And that, hey, even if he's not ready to roll week one, is he's ready to roll. Well, I think this kind of speaks to part of this whole bigger picture is that, you know, Ronnie, they're very hopeful, but he still hasn't even started practicing yet. Right. And so they've talked about wanting to be more flexible on the offensive line, Obviously, keeping 11 gives them more depth at various spots. I think they're just very wary of being caught shorthanded, particularly after what happened last year. Exactly. Eric DaCosta said, you know, 
he he kind of put it on his shoulders, felt like he did not give the team enough depth at offensive tackle last year, uh, and he's making sure he doesn't do that again. That's for darn sure. That's right. With 11, they should be okay. <laughs> exactly. And, and as important as it is with the Ravens, the way they run the football, their style of offense, it's even more important for them if they're going to be as good as they can be to have a strong offensive line. So I think the natural question from a listener is, well, how does keeping an extra center impact tackle? And the the reasoning there is because it frees up Patrick McCary to be that swing tackle, that Swiss Army knife that the Ravens, that really is his value, right? Correct. That That is his greatest strength is that he can play all five positions at a starting caliber That's level, correct. right? They can play them well, not it, just play them. Exactly. And so... Let's just say, hypothetically, that Ronnie Stanley isn't ready for week one, then we all assume Jawan James will be the starting left tackle. Well, then who's his backup, right? You always have to have a backup going into the game. And so Daniel Fa'alele, the fourth-round rookie, I don't think that's an ideal situation. The guy's played right tackle his whole career. They gave him some reps at left tackle, and and he held up okay in practice, but that is not an ideal situation. You no. you don't really want him playing left tackle in that Jets game. Not this early in his so, career, no. Right, so Patrick McCary becomes, in the scenario that Ronnie Stanley isn't ready week one or week two, however long it is that he's out, Patrick McCary is your top swing offensive tackle. Well, now he's not your top backup center, right? right? He can't do both, right? Right, And so if he's forced into playing tackle, that is. So now Tristan Cologne is needed to be your center backup for Tyler Linderbaum, who, by the way, is coming off an injury. Correct. He, he expects to be ready for week one, but he's missed a lot of time, all that stuff. So Tristan Cologne, a guy the Ravens like, who have, who's started games for them in a pinch, um, you know, in Pittsburgh against the Rams, mm-hmm. uh, played some big games mm-hmm. and, and done – you know, well, played mm-hmm. played well. So they keep him as added insurance uh, on this O-line. Right. It's understandable. Right. And if they obviously make a deal and deal one of them away, they're still covered. Exactly. Then you're still covered to tackle. The guard situation with those three guards, you could still potentially make a trade if you wanted to or whatnot and, and be fine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So my biggest surprise, I think, was at tight end. And it shouldn't be a surprise. That's what, you know, when these cuts happen, you just kind of slap yourself. You're just, psh, just, how did I not see that one coming, you know? And and for me, the Ravens love tight ends. We know how much the Ravens love tight yes, ends. we do. I mean, Greg Roman, if he could have 53 tight ends, if Greg Roman's the head coach, he's saying, give me 53 tight ends, I'll make it work, right? 52 and Lamar. Right? 52 and Lamar, I guess. That's true. <laughs> um, so, I mean... The the fact that they kept uh, Oliver right is is not shouldn't be that surprising. I mean, you look at a Josh Oliver. You look at the guy, six foot five. I mean, the Huge. dude's a monster. Huge. I mean, how many times have we been watching training camp practices and we just say to ourselves, "Is there any way Josh Oliver is the next Aaron Waller? Is there any way?" Because you look at the guy and you're like, "This guy should be." Dominating people in a room full of big guys, he's big, yeah. Not. I mean, and it's not just big, he's just, I mean, he looks like an action right. figure. Right. And so, you know, you really think about it, and you know, Nick Boyle, because of what Isaiah likely is, uh, primarily a receiver, he's like a tight end wide receiver combo. He's not a guy that you really plan on having as an inline blocker all that much. Mark Andrews obviously is going to be split out, he's going to do everything, and he's improved as an inline blocker, he can block for sure. But, you know, Nick Boyle's still working his way back 
as the top to becoming the top flight blocker that he once was. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews said today that you know Nick's doing well in that regard. He's coming along Nothing better and better, right? But but I think that if you were to ask Nick today, he would probably say, "I'm not what I was pre-injury in terms of being that kind of devastating blocker, right?" Mm-hmm. And you also think about you know how how much did the Ravens use and rely on Eric Tomlinson? The past mm-hmm. couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of an under the radar player that was that got a lot of snaps, saw a lot of action, unheralded, and then left in free agency this year. Josh Oliver kind of slides into that role to give the Ravens a little more depth at tight end. You know, they I think a lot of this offense is going to run through their tight ends, and if you have an injury there, now all of a sudden you're shorthanded, right? Until Kohler comes back, and so I don't think I think the Ravens also feel like carrying an extra tight end in this tight end centric offense is worthwhile. Right. I mean, and yeah, Nick has looked a lot better, but do you really want him? Not that he would play 60 snaps, but you don't want to overload Nick, particularly early in the year. Exactly. That's also a good point. Uh, Right. And also, obviously you mentioned Andrews is improved blocker, but I, I just think that, yeah, with keeping four now or actually five, uh, if you include Kohler, yeah, Roman can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. With with a position group that has an abundance of talent, yep. Um, you know Andrews and Likely, I think the Ravens may lead the NFL in two tight end sets, maybe even three tight end sets this yep. year. Yep. Um, I just feel some teams have trouble matching up with one tight end. When you put two guys out there like Andrews and Likely, it forces defenses either to concede that one of them is going to be a mismatch or put a defensive position group out there that they really don't want, yep. particularly with Lamar Jackson being a quarterback where you always have to be wary of him running the football. So, yeah, I just think that Gray's going to play into that as much as possible. And then keeping you know, the extra tight end allows him to have the blocking aspect that we just mentioned of a guy who's huge like Oliver and also – the, you know, Nick Boyle coming back, and then, of course, Andrews, and likely as receivers. Yep. And and let's just say, also, Josh Oliver kind of flashed as a receiver in that preseason finale. That catch he made, the stiff arm and run after catch, that was a nice play. It was. Um, so I'm sure that kind of helped this case. You know, it certainly didn't hurt it. Didn't hurt. Um, so uh, another position group that was a little bit surprising was running back. And obviously, you know, things changed between when we made our predictions on Saturday once again. And, uh, and now with the reports that the Ravens are making a big addition with Kenyon Drake. Um, so that's not official yet, but that's reportedly coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. So once we all saw that, I was like, okay, well, who's out? Right. Uh, and so we had four running backs on this team. We predicted JK, Mike Davis, Justice Hill, and Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty got pushed out, um, which anytime a Ravens draft pick is released, I think that Ravens fans are a little bit surprised, and I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Six-round draft pick who I think, you know, he flashed at times during training camp, at, particularly as a receiver. Um, but when you kind of boil it down, none of these running backs – Beatty included, really stood out from the pack and emerged during preseason games. I agree with that, although I will say I think that Justice Hill's part of this equation in that I think Justice looked good from the beginning of training camp. Coming off that injury, he looks better to me than he did before. Mm-hmm. And he can play special teams. Exactly. And he can catch. Yep. So regardless of what he did in preseason as far as numbers and snaps, yeah. Justice Hill became a guy that – to me, they said, we're keeping him, yeah, and he can help us. 
So that narrowed the field for Beatty. And then, you know, if Drake, as the reports are expected, once he enters, again, as you mentioned, someone has to go. Mm-hmm. And then it came down maybe to, you know, Beatty. I, again, I thought Hill was in or Davis. Yep. Davis has experience. He can catch the football. And, again, after what happened last year, if there is an injury, heaven forbid, the Ravens, I think, are just – we do not want to rely on young players who have never been right. in this situation when we can have a veteran who has been. Mm-hmm. And Drake – And a young veteran. Right. right. It's not like the veterans that the Ravens no, had last, last year exactly. who are all currently free agents or boxing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, well different, – Different free agents. The market for them, obviously, has not been there. Right. Where Drake, he's a guy who he's going to be playing somewhere. Right, exactly. So, yeah, um, I think I think it's a good – it makes sense in hindsight. But um, it is always, as you mentioned, surprising to see a draft pick not even get, you know, to make it to 53. Well, and, and I think, too, it speaks to the Ravens. Um, it's, it's more insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that certainly uh, having Mike Davis and – Kenyon Drake or Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. uh, is adds more insurance because you're not sure exactly about J.K. Dobbins and whether he's going to be on the field week one and how effective and how much you have to ramp him up, right? right. Like Kenyon Drake is obviously more NFL game ready right now than Tyler Beatty is right. a rookie pick. Absolutely, that's like that's a down the road kind of keeper, you know, fifty three man roster spot, right? Like right. Beatty, you don't really want in games right now, right? right? And and I think that. You know, we'll see this play out over the coming days, but it wouldn't surprise me if Tyler Beatty still stays on the Ravens practice squad. Sure. I mean, what have teams seen in the preseason where they say, yeah, I definitely need to have that dude on my 53-man roster? Because that's what – if you if he's claimed, you can't claim that right. guy for your practice squad. Right. It's a 53-man roster right. spot. And there's running backs all over this league that are getting cut, right? right? And guys who, you know – I don't know what they did in the preseason, but it's not like Beatty put out like this film that is like unbelievable no. that is going to make him get claimed off waivers. No. I think there's a chance that he still lands on the Ravens practice squad. Right. Um, and, and he surely looks at it, and, and I would think would say, well, A, what team would you rather be on than the Ravens if you're a running back, a run-heavy team? Like, he, Why would he go to any other practice squad other than Ravens, hometown, all that stuff? Right. I just think it makes a lot of sense for him to land on the peace squad. I agree. Um, so then let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And I think the biggest concern right now when you look at this 53-man roster has to be outside linebacker. Did they give you a call, Cliff, for the possibility that you could suit up? Because no, the phone was completely dead for good reason. <laughs> no no, ring. no. Um, Because right now there's only two healthy outside linebackers on the Ravens' 53-man roster, and I can assure you there will be more than two when the Ravens kick off week one. they're taking the field one. with just two? I, I do not think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so right now, it's only Odafe Owe and Justin Houston. Steven Means did not make the 53-man roster. He's a vested veteran, uh, so there could be the wink-wink handshake deal, and he comes back um, just to make sure that everybody, again, understands how that works. The Ravens have to carry David Ajabo and Charlie Kohler on their initial 53-man roster in order to bring them back at any point this season. Had they placed those guys on IR now, they would be done for the season. In order to bring them back at some point this year, they had to be on the initial 53. Then they can be placed on IR 
one day later, which would open up two roster spots. I think that Steven Means, as a vested veteran that doesn't have to go through waivers, could certainly be one of those guys that the Ravens sign back. If not, you just need guys right now. Mm. A, right? And B, I think on top of Steven Means, the Ravens will be looking at that waiver wire to see what other outside linebackers become available and whether any of them would be a good fit to come to to the Baltimore because they need help. Right. And uh, Means wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I think it's a strong possibility he is back because he has some moments in the preseason. He has. He, yeah, he I showed, think he's played pretty well. He showed you that he still has football left. And I he, asked John Harbaugh if he can play Sam Linebacker too because that's the thing when you look at the depth chart too. Right. Odafe Owe and Justin Houston are both rush linebackers right. right now because, and the thing that we didn't mention is the surprise here was Dalen Hayes. Yep. Dalen Hayes got cut, got wave injured, right? And so... Everybody thought, well, he's not practicing right now, but he's he's on the team, right? Nope, not on the team. Now, whether he can come back or he gets placed on IR or, or whatever at this point, we don't know. Maybe he does come back at some point this season, but but right now you don't have a Sam linebacker because Tyus Bowser's starting on the PUP, so he's out for the first four games. Jeremiah Moon got cut too. You don't have a Sam linebacker nope. from the depth chart right now. Nope. nope, which is another reason why I'd be really surprised if we don't see means. Right. Back here. John said he can play that, that he side. He can, yes. And and I feel like, well, he wants to be here, too. That's another thing. Right. So he's a guy who will be looking to come back. Exactly. He's a guy they need to come back. Usually that means it works. Exactly. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So that that is a, that is a very interesting one. I mean, Dalen Hayes, that, that was one of the most surprising cuts for me was seeing Dalen Hayes on that list. And now nobody knew or knows really the severity of that injury and how long he's expected to be out. I think people are just thinking, oh, he'll be back in a couple days. Any day now, Mm -hmm. Dalen Hayes will be back on the field. I don't know. Maybe that's not the case, right? We don't want to be speculating. Exactly. We don't know. Right. And so, um, you know, for now, it's just interesting. And and Dalen is a guy we had on the lounge who I really like. It was one of the biggest 
standouts and OTAs and minicamp. I mean, the guy was in the backfield routinely, but he just didn't carry that momentum in the training camp. And yeah. so that was unfortunate. Um, I hope he comes back, obviously, in some regard. I, I really like Dalen. He's, right. he's a great dude. Right. Um, so at inside linebacker, there's a little bit of a surprise, too. Josh Ross made the team, as a lot of people expected, the undrafted, undrafted rookie out of Michigan. The Ravens continue this tradition mm-hmm. of unearthing inside uh, – undrafted inside linebacker gems and Josh Ross looks like next in line. Michigan product knows Mike McDonald's defense very well has played well in the preseason, just kind of stacked throughout the whole process. Really good on, good on special teams, good in coverage, making tackles all over the field. He earned the spot Mm -hmm. just point blank. But then I think a lot of people thought that he might take the spot of Christian Welch, right? Christian Welch also made the 53 man roster. So what were your thoughts on that cliff? Yeah, I said to you earlier, I was glad to see Christian make it. I thought that he, earned that spot, played well enough. He was one of the best 53 players, for sure, in my mind, since the beginning of training well, camp. Specifically in the third preseason game, he was yes. one of the best players on the field. I know. Two and a half sacks. <laughs> that'll, right. that'll do it. Right. Knowing that his job is on the line. Right. And I mentioned earlier, I love seeing players, when they know that the pressure is on them, step up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he's been here. Um, right. He made plays. I think he's a player who's still ascending. I don't – think he's everything he's going to be. So, yeah, I think it's a good combination to have both of them. Yeah. Uh, Ross, yeah, we, we've talked about him a lot. He just took his spot. I mean, mm-hmm. he showed up. Yeah. He made plays from day one. You know, you, you've written about, you know, and we all know about the relationship with Mike McDonald. That certainly didn't hurt. But I feel that he's just a guy who has a lot of confidence. He, he's a better player. I'm interested to see. I would like to see some of the scattering reports now. Why wasn't he drafted? Mm-hmm. I mean, he made plays at Michigan. Right. I mean, this wasn't like lower northern Michigan. And now he's making plays in the NFL, showing up. I mean, I would just like to be, right. why wasn't this guy drafted? Right. Yeah, I took, this wasn't Michigan State. Oh, that's a shot Ooh. at Spar- the Sparties. Oh, that's a turp. I feel like I had to just take it. When you get a shot. Yeah, and Cody, yeah. Somebody, and Cody, right. Somebody, right, you the common man. somebody. That was for you, the common man. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, doll. Sparty's out there. It's all good. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, that was that was interesting. And Christian Welch, I'll just say, add this. He is another guy that almost, that kind of falls in the Josh Oliver camp for me, where you look at him and you're like, Christian Welch is a big he dude. He's a big physical, like, that dude, you look at him, you're like, Yes, you play football. I know you play football, right? right. Like, and, and at the end of the day, you look at somebody like that, you're like, do I want to cut that guy from my team? <laughs> nah, I'll take that big dude who can run a little bit, you know? Yeah. And and for the past few years, he's been a special team standout. And we all know Very how important. much special teams factors into these last few roster spots. So that, that matters a lot to the Ravens. All right, moving on. Uh, safety was obviously, we knew that there was going to be a crunch there. The Ravens just have too many safeties. So Tony Jefferson, uh, you know, got squeezed out. And and that was when we saw news of that yesterday when Tony posted it. Um, you know, I think everybody Ravens nation kind of felt that one sting a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, because we all like Tony so much. Right. Um, and you know, you hope at, at some point, you know, that he can still remain with the Ravens. And I think Tony will he probably will pursue whatever opportunity comes his way. If, if a job on a 53 comes from another team, he's going to take that. Probably. And, and he should, you yeah. know, but uh, he would obviously love for that to be in Baltimore. And, and if an opportunity on another 53 doesn't come up, I would imagine that 
if there's a way to keep him, whether that's a veteran on the practice squad or whatever, like you want to have either Tony on your roster in some way or on speed dial. Yeah, for sure. His phone. Yeah. He's going to keep his phone plugged in. Yep. And I think Tony (laughs) showed this year or during training camp that he's got juice left. I mean, he's, he's really the last few years, you know, battling serious injury and trying to come back. It was a hard road. Mm -hmm. And I think he showed teams this year that yes, he can help you. We know how smart he is. We know how great he is in the locker room, and he's still making plays. Yep. Uh, the interesting thing about these 53-man roster predictions was there's a lot of consensus uh, among uh, the Ravens reporters. I think it was myself, Jeff Strebeck, and Jonas Schaefer all had the same predictions. Wow. Um, and then Jameson Hensley had a was the only well not the only one but he had a different one mm-hmm. and the difference there was Jameson had Kevon Seymour on his and the rest the other three of us had Isaiah Mack on our roster turns out neither of them made it right. <laughs> and right. so uh with Seymour the interesting thing there is that you know John Harwell yesterday said well it's an ankle it's 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 not one week but it's maybe a few mm-hmm. weeks I think it was an ankle right yes. yeah and, um, you know, we, we could have him, he could be back for us in, in several weeks. So I was like, oh, for us? <laughs> oh, <laughs> call my attention. Seymour's, you know, Seymour's on the team. And I was starting to think, oh, man, I'm going to have to tell Jameson he was right and I'm wrong. And I don't, you know, I just never <laughs> like to do that. <laughs> um, but turns out Seymour's not on the team. Once again, I think that he is a player that, you know, specifically he's, you know, dealing with a, a reported injury, that mm-hmm. John talked about. You know, if he is not claimed or picked up by another team, I think certainly there's a possibility that he could return. Um, and then with Isaiah Mack, that's going to be a tough one whether he gets claimed off waivers or not. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing him get through the way he played yeah. in that preseason finale. I wouldn't surprise me if he gets claimed. I'm shaking my head because a situation like this is like, if you're Isaiah Mack, you ask yourself, what else could I have done to make this team? My answer would be nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you did everything. Mm-hmm. It's just that they have so much talent at that position. They do. He got squeezed out. It's a numbers thing. He couldn't have done anything more to me. Yeah. Which leads you to believe that if they're watching the same film we saw, that somebody's going to pick him up. Well, I think for the Ravens, I mean, you look at their defensive line, there's I, I don't like. There's nobody there that I'm like, oh, yeah, cut. Like, that's an easy decision for a cut. I mean – Aaron Crawford was balling out before he got injured in the preseason finale. I'll even say undrafted rookie Rayshon Nichols. He he flashed at times during preseason too. Right. So, like, you know, if you're the Ravens, you're thinking maybe hopefully you can retain Mac in some way. If not, then maybe you can still bring back Aaron Crawford. You know, know, he was wave injured. Maybe you can keep Nichols on the practice squad or whatnot. Like, you know, there's a lot there. you have you just have too many players that you can keep, and if one has to go to another team, so be it. That's how the NFL works. But like, at least you hope that you you keep some of those guys yeah. you know, that you had to part ways with. Yeah. And, and I'll just say to Ravens fans, you maybe were surprised to see this name on the list. Uh, Brent Urban mm-hmm. was among the Ravens cuts once again. To me, that's like a Stephen Mean situation. Brent Urban's, I think, going to be an important part of this defense. He's the only other D end on the roster other than Calais Campbell. To me, this is another. You have two. Handshake agreements that you can fill. 
Right. They Jabo and Kohler going on IR. I would expect that Brent Urban will definitely take one of those two spots and be brought back probably tomorrow. I would ex- also expect the other one to be Stephen Means. I agree. And then, assuming you add Urban to the mix, I mean, after the season, Eric DeCasa, kudos to him. He said they want to get younger and deeper on the defensive line. They did both. Mm-hmm. And still brought back Calais. Yep. And likely to bring back Urban. Right, and resign Michael Pierce. Like, the uh, defensive yeah. line, I mean, we've all talked about how the safeties might be the best group on this defense, the best room. I'm not sure if the defensive line might beat them. I mean, it's just top to bottom, just loaded. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I think also the fact that they did not keep Isaiah Mack maybe, maybe says a little something about their confidence that Travis Jones will be back earlier this season as opposed to later. You know, when he got hurt uh, in the in the uh, Arizona game, it was three to five weeks, John mm-hmm. Harbaugh said. Maybe that's closer. We're one week in now, a little over a week. Maybe that's closer to the three weeks. You know, if you look at it, three weeks puts him at right around week one, right at week one. You know, so five weeks would be the longer timetable. Maybe the fact that they didn't keep Mack and are a little thinner on the defensive line means Travis Jones could be available Week one or, or soon thereafter. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you heard assistant head coach, defensive line Anthony Weaver say right. he expects Travis to be back quicker than people think just because of the way he's going to attack mm-hmm. getting better. Uh, and, yeah, you talk about another impressive young player that when Travis was in there, you knew it. Yep. Like, he's, he was a wrecking ball in there, both stopping the run and getting inside pressure. So hopefully he will be back quickly. Yep. Yep. Uh, last group, and and this one jumps. This one hit rewind on this one. Go back to the offense real quick. We didn't talk about wide receiver, which was the one group that we debated endlessly this <laughs> off season, um, and it ended up kind of shaking out the way that we anticipated down the stretch here, and that's keeping Tylen Wallace as the fifth wide receiver. Um, the undrafted guys, Shamar Bridges, Makai Polk, Raleigh Webb, none of them uh, made the team. I would expect that some combination of those three would be on the practice squad. Right. Um, Shamar Bridges got waived injured, so we don't know what that injury is or how long that could keep him out. Um, but no big surprise there. You know, I think like we've talked about, the Ravens really were excited about getting Tylen Wallace in the fourth round a year ago. Thought he flashed his potential. Um, made a clutch play down the stretch of last season. You know, he's been injured. That's to no fault of his own, Mm -hmm. you know, being injured and missing a lot of preseason training camp time. But I think they still want to see what he's got. Right. And, you know, we the talk about wide receiver, too, during offseason was, okay, the Ravens are going to add a veteran. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Well, you know, Demarcus Robinson wasn't the name you were hearing a lot at first. But now that he's here – and not just basing it off, you know, the preseason game where he went crazy. You know, Robinson, I think, is a player who's going to help them. So, certainly having him along with these young guys like Bateman and DuVernay, who both look really good in training camp, Prochet looked good before his injury. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, you know, interesting group the Ravens have, a wide receiver group that's young, and has a chance now to really, you know, silence some critics. But I do like the addition of Robinson to the group. I think he's he's the type of guy who proven, but not on his last leg. Yep. Who's going to help them as well as these other guys? Yep. And let's make sure that fans know there are going to be more changes, as we said at the top. Oh, absolutely. Like all this stuff that we're talking about and projecting guys' roles, and you know, all this stuff. <laughs> like they could make an addition tomorrow, and that's just all out the window. So, right. but by the time you're listening to this. 
there's probably been more made, moves made or reported moves or whatnot. So uh, just keep that in mind. There's going to be a lot of, uh, of shuffling still to come. Uh, we also want to remind you that the sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week's no different. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then you sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK only at DraftKings.com. So, Cliff, we'll, we'll end it on this. <laughs> Since I just said this roster is going to change, mm-hmm. what... Are, what are you looking? What are the moves to be made that you're specifically looking at the most? What are you keeping an eye on? I mean, you know, outside linebackers, the obvious one. Um, are they really going to start week one with eleven offensive linemen, mm-hmm. or is a move going to be made there? I guess those are the two that stick out in my mind. Yeah, uh, they're going to get help at offensive line, not offensive line. Excuse me, outside linebacker. Yeah, where where is it going to come from? Right. Yeah, I think I think too. There's always some interesting wide receiver names that hit the hit the waiver wire. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, just saying. Don't ever you can't ever sleep on the wide receiver edition, if only for the fact that it, it provides good conversation. Like it's, this. it's Baltimore. It's Baltimore, baby. Do we ever stop talking about wide receivers? No. <laughs> always got to leave the door open for another wide receiver mission. <laughs> so, um, you know, in the practice squad, I'm intrigued at who makes the practice squad. Sure. You know, I mean, uh, that's been a, a place where the Ravens have pulled guys up from the practice squad who have played important roles in years past. So, you know, Anthony Brown, does he make it through waivers and, and land on the Ravens practice squad? Love to see him come back. I, I would expect that he will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there's going to be a lot more decisions and interesting things there, so make sure you keep it locked here. We'll have all of the transactions for you. Trust me on that. And uh, as always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net, and we'll be back with you later. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.